It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, D.C.? It's Anthony Cittadino and Ben Mehich from Locked On Wizards coming at you for the first time ever. We'd like to send a shout-out to Renee Washington, who hosted the show last season. We'd like to thank you for all your hard work. We wish you well in your career as you are on to bigger and better. We're happy to take over, and we're really excited for the season ahead. We're, we'll be coming at you five nights a week or more, some weekends. Um, you can find us on the Locked On Network. Shoot us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We will be covering the Wizards daily all season, and we'll have various guests on throughout the season, including players, coaches, front office execs, and other NBA players as well. Ben, how does it feel? We're here. We're here, man. It's It's been a long time coming. We've been flirting with this idea for a while, but we're here. And let's not waste any more time. Let's save these people uh, their time on the drive, wherever they might be listening. Uh, you know, Before we started this podcast, the Wizards completed probably the biggest trade in, in recent history. I'd say probably their biggest trade in modern history. They traded John Wall to the uh, Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook. We haven't seen Russell play yet, but we saw John play. Uh, so just what did you think about him playing on it? For me, it was kind of a surreal thing to see him in a Rockets uniform. Now, before you and I talked, I, I was genuinely kind of concerned about the way he looked. Uh, the history for an Achilles injury isn't great. I think Rudy Gay is probably the best example of a player who's recovered somewhat. Um, Wes Matthews as well. But John relies on his athleticism more than any other player. But he's looked great over these last few games. What did you think about his performance? John, yeah, John looks absolutely great. I love his comeback. I love that he's fitting in well in, in Houston. Um, I, I, and Ben, I mean, we, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, you've been covering John since he was a kid and uh, and since, you know, you were a kid. Um, as a fan, as someone who's covered him and, you know, known him for for years and, and season on, uh, seasons on seasons, how, how does it feel now seeing him in – a different it's game. it's it's super weird and i'm glad you were right at least early on i mean you you've been optimistic about his return for way longer than i have and i think you've been more optimistic than most by saying like you know he, he he's gonna come back he's been rehabbing for two years he's 30 but he's a young 30 it's not like he has a ton of miles on him and he looked great i mean i, I watched his initial game 
right immediately off the bat, he blows by Kobe White, gets to the basket, finishes the layup. I mean, like the traditional plays that John Wall has made all throughout his career, he was making, which was awesome to see. You know, and I don't know what his situation is going to be in Houston. I think best case scenario, he rebuilds his trade value and he ends up getting traded like Chris Paul did probably. Or he convinces James Harden to stick around. Like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. But from the Wizards perspective, and I'd like to get your point on this too. Obviously, it's too early to say like they they blew this trade because John looks like himself. But I mean, what are you what are you thinking as someone who's assessing the Wizards now watching John perform at you know levels that we've seen before? Yeah, right. We don't want to say that they blew the trade, right? Just just yet because I mean, obviously we haven't seen Russell play. Russell is, you know, a Hall of Fame talent, triple double on any given night. That's just how he plays. Um, but yeah, I mean, if John becomes the all-star player that that he has been, uh, I mean it will end up looking like I, I, I'd think of an, a nice even trade. I mean, they, you know, cause Russell, I mean, his market value wasn't the highest coming out of Houston, but you know, they were able to get a trade done and Russ alongside Brad, obviously everyone, you know, is, you know, got, you know, very gung ho about that. Adding a hall of fame talent like that, probably the most athletic point guard of all time to, to any team. I mean, that's, that's huge. So smart move for the, for the Wizards, obviously, with, you know, the, the question marks around John, I mean, when he, if he did request a trade, if he didn't request a trade, big question marks there. But, I mean, they look like they're both pretty happy now. I mean, we, we've both been in on on these meetings and, and, and Russ has looked, I, I've never seen him look so happy at answer questions to the media. Like, can, like what, what do you think about that? And th- that's the thing, right? I mean, you don't often see a trade that kind of works out for everybody involved, but this is a sort of trade that actually might do that. I mean, Russell was obviously um, malcontent in Houston, wanted out, and he got what he wanted. He, he He's in D.C. now where his usage rate is still going to be through the roof. He'll be able to play like Russell Westbrook plays because he's being coached by Scott Brooks. And I think that's the perfect situation for him. And if you're John Wall, you're in Houston where you have no expectations, you can do, I mean, if he performed poorly, people would have said, well, that was expected. And if he performs to the level as he's capable performing as he's been doing, then awesome. Then you rebuild your trade value. You might end up at a place better than Houston, a contender in the future, or you convince James Harden to stay. I mean, I don't think uh, this trade could go wrong for either teams if it pans out the way it's panned out so far. But obviously we haven't even gotten to the regular season yet. Who knows what Russ is going to look like. We're both assuming he looks good, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But before we move on and we talk about Denny Avdia and the performances we've seen recently, we just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have to read this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautifully commitment ring, launching exclusively on January 18th. That's just in a couple of weeks, fellas, about a month from now. We all know that these diamond engagement rings are iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. So if you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, again, just in a couple months, fellas, you're definitely going to want to check that out. Again, this is an exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings. Launches January 18th, and you could preview exclusively at BlueNile.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So Anthony, let's get into it. We got one preseason game in the books. Uh, give me your general takeaways. I, I admittedly was busy and I didn't catch the full game, so I'd love to hear your impressions of what you saw. No, it was a great uh, I thought it was a great first preseason game. Washington takes on Brooklyn, came right down to it. Brooklyn ended up getting the win, 119 to 114. Um, takeaways from the first quarter for the Wizards, um, like you touched on all last season, defensive struggles. They um, they were really, really timid on the defensive end, it seemed. And all and on the offensive end, it just really seemed like they, they weren't meshing well. They It seemed – like a lot of guys were trying to make, you know, the like the star play and they just wasn't like really flowing. After the first quarter though, they really started playing like a like a true unit. I mean, Denny and Rui in and um Raul Neto, I mean, they they all uh clicked really well. I mean, firing all cylinders. They they played a great game, I think, down the stretch. Second half they were, they played real strong. I know I know that KD and Kyrie did not play a lot of the second half um and they you know obviously played really really well in the first half but the Wizards showed um a lot a lot and it was a lot of fun watching them Denny in particular um I mean the kid was that's the thing right what, perfect what, all night it, it doesn't really matter what the outcomes are of these exactly. games like you said Denny went five for five 13 points and what really stood out here is he hit all three of his three-point shots I mean I talked to you right after they drafted him and admittedly I wasn't as high on Denny Abdia as most people were and I think that's why he kind of slid on the uh, draft boards on draft night he slipped to nine he was projected top five it's mostly because of his shooting right I mean he shot like 50 percent from the line in the Euro League. if you're shooting poorly as a free throw shooter usually doesn't translate from deep but he looked confident in his stroke Looked Absolutely. pretty, pretty darn good, if you ask me. I mean, it, it, it's not like he has a hitch in his shot. It's it's really fluid. And, and the, another thing that stood out to me was his passing. Right, the the Wizards don't need him to be, you know, Scottie Pippen or or Lamar Odom, one of these big guys that can bring the ball up the court. They just need him to be a kind of a secondary ball handler off handoffs, right? We saw that one play where he got the ball off a handoff, I believe, and he, and he dropped a dime to Mo Wagner for a dunk. There aren't too many guys his size that can make those sort of plays. If he continues to play at this level, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little later, there's no question that he's going to be the starting forward for the Wizards alongside Rui. Another oh. thing I also wanted to touch on and get your take on this, Rui. I mean, my God, right? The, the sort of physicality he showed, the aggressiveness, that that's the sort of thing that rubs off with Russell on the team, and, and he gave him credit for that. What did you think about that, especially that one play where he just trucked Durant and dunked on him? It was great to watch. He was not backing down from any sort of challenge. Obviously, he had that assignment of Kevin Durant. And, I mean, before going any further, loved seeing Kevin Durant out there back again. Basketball is just better with him on the, you know, in the league. Thank God that he, you know, that he healed well. He came back. He looks great. Rui, he looked great. You know, I mean, he had 18, four, four rebounds in 23 minutes. Um, and he shot great behind the arc. Um, there's not much more you can ask for that from, from your four. Um, and, yeah, just like you said, I, I honestly got off my couch a couple of times when he was uh, – when, when he got up and, 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 you know, he dunked on Durant that one time, got that rebound over Durant. I mean, that's, 
it's great. And, and just like you said, Russ, I mean, Russ coming here, having this sort of high intensity at practice every day. I mean, Scott Brooks has touched on all the guys have touched on it, you know, in, in the interviews and you know, he it's infectious. It's, it's absolutely infectious. And you see it in Denny too. I mean, just like you said, how Denny played and, and what Scott Brooks was talking about today is he loves his Denny's reaction to getting beat on the other end, being scored on, Um, you know, he, Scott noticed like how angry he like he really gets when he scored on and he like that's just that that's just how he is in practice he says he's wired that way I mean there's no ever like you know good shot man like you know tap you on the butt no nothing none of that I mean he's 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 ready for war I mean and that's that's what you want out of your rookie and, and with two superstars like Russ and Brad they got to be loving every second of it it's also kind of a common thread that sort of intensity and fieriness that you're talking about that they've built this entire roster around, right? I mean, outside of Brad, Russ, and and maybe Thomas Bryant and Rui, there aren't guys with like elite skill sets on this roster, right? Or at least not yet. They're still developing. But the common thread with every single one of these players, from Howell Neto, from Ish Smith, to Brad Beal, from Russ, all these guys we talked about earlier, they all play really hard, right? And that wasn't the case with this team not that long ago. I mean, a couple of years ago, effort was an issue. And now it's not. And sometimes in the NBA, that's honestly half the battle. And you got to make up for your lack of talent with effort. And there's no question that the Wizards are going to do that this season. So before we go on, I want to let you guys know about Headspace. I use Headspace. I need to get in the right Headspace, right? That's why we call it that. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is a meditation tool made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash NBA today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So, Ant, let's talk about it. You watch the game. What do you think is going to shake up with this small forward spot? I also wanted to kind of touch on your perspective since it's a new perspective. You're looking at it with fresh eyes with Troy Brown. I'm admittedly a tad biased. I wasn't originally a fan, but I think he has really like elite type skills, right? And maybe that's um, an exaggeration, but six, seven guy who was probably a point guard uh, is really creative with the ball, can shoot a little bit, good defender a sort of a jack-of-all-trades type player. I really like him. What did you think about him in the first game? Were you disappointed by his play? And what do you think about the small forward competition in general with Isak Bonga, Denny, and, and Troy Brown? And maybe even Davis Bertans. So, yeah, I mean, you you heard Scott last week. I mean, he he said that, like, the position, you know, the, the three is going to be, quote-unquote, you know, fluid throughout the year. So with a lot of guys switched in, switching out. Troy Brown, I love his game. Um, I think he's, you know, I think he played great. In you know his first game, he had 22 minutes. I mean, five for 11 from the floor, two for three from three. You know, 14, six, and five. Played a hell of a game on the defensive end, three steals. I 
I, I mean, I think he's great at the small forward position. I do. There's a lot of, um, I guess, chatter about his position, though. I mean, and I want to get your take on this because a lot of people think he should be get he should be playing the one. What is what do you think about? And that that's the thing, right? And I, I think as a coach, you have to put a player in a position to maximize his ability. And Scott Brooks. Yeah, to be frank, failed to do that with Tomas Sadoransky, another tall point guard. Always played him at the two or three, slatted him off the ball, catch and shoot, occasionally uh, distributed the ball when he had the chance or started fast breaks. And they're kind of using Troy Brown the same way. I mean, Troy Brown's a point guard, right? I mean, he might not look at positionally. He looks like he's probably sized for the two or three, but he's not that great of a shooter. His best skill set that he can contribute with is his passing. So I was kind of perplexed. I mean, he played point guard for them in the in the bubble. Um, it looked as if they were finally going to let him play that position. And then they signed Raul Neto, who seems to be a pretty solid point guard. I mean, he, he is. He's shown to be pretty solid. I don't know where this leaves Troy Brown. He's always kind of an outlier. He sticks out with this team. I mean, he's, he's talented enough to get minutes, but positionally, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I think he should be playing the primary backup point guard, but... They love Vish Smith. I don't really blame him. He's still productive. Kind of an odd fit. I don't know. So I just wanted to touch on the defense before we before we move on. How did you think they looked defensively? I mean, you, you touched on it earlier. You said they were kind of they kind of struggled at the beginning, but what did you see in the second half? Yeah, really, you know, just you know, the, the beginning of the game. I mean, right, it's probably first game jitters. I mean, pre, you know, preseason starts, your your star players aren't out there. Um second half, um, they played great. They um they just were playing fat, like fast pace. They they were hustling, and it was great to see them keep up with a team like Brooklyn. Brooklyn, we know they're going to go far in the postseason, barring injury, right? Um, with the Wizards have a chance to do that too, though. They really, they they honestly do at this point with with the acquisition of of, of Russ. I mean, pairing Russ and 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 Brad together with guys like Davis, you know, um, you know. Uh, Thomas Bryant. I mean, and we, we see Denny. I mean, obviously we've, we've seen one preseason game and he was perfect, but I think that bringing Russ in, I mean, he's always been like solid defensively. A lot of people like to talk about him, you know, leaving his, you know, assignment for rebounds. I, I get all of that, you know, for the, for the stat padding, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, but just on the floor in general, offense, defense. I mean, this guy comes, he plays at 300 miles an hour. I mean, they, the, all these guys, like, like you saw in, in, in the game, I mean, they, they were go, you know, they're playing fast pace and they, I mean, they're, they, they want to be competitive. Rui. I, I was very impressed with Rui. I loved it. I, I love the game. Um, it, it was great. Um, looking forward to Detroit coming up now, Detroit, um, you know, Blake's back, you know, Derek, you know, they got Derek Rose back. They don't have too much they're working with. Though. Man, I, I'm not going to lie, dude. I, I mean, I watched their granted, of course, this is all with, through the lens of one preseason game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter, but I kind of like their team. A, a lot of people are talking about, they signed too many centers and I get it. They did, right. It's 2020. There's no reason to have Jalil Okafor on your roster, but Jalil. I mean, they, all of their guys are pretty versatile. Like Plumley is an underrated passer. Blake Griffin is an outstanding passer for a big man. And immediately he showed that at, at the beginning of their preseason game. I forget against who they played, but 
I mean, having a big who can, who can uh, distribute like that is an asset. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I obviously don't think they'll make the playoffs or make any noise, but they're a lot better than I than I I think I think most people anticipate. And that's what we're looking forward to on on, um, on Thursday. And I think more than anything, it's just to see if Danny Aldi is going to continue through this trajectory, right? If he's going to continue playing at this level, how Rui Hachimura is going to look. And then I think we might even get to see Russ and Beal for the first time. Yeah, I mean, today... Scott did say um, that there's a there's a very good chance that Russ and Brad are going to see some playing time. So we're going to look around that 20 to 22, maybe 20. I'm, I'm guessing probably around 22 minutes. Russ and Brad will have a, a good chance to play. Um, Davis Bertans um, still a no go for um, preseason action. Um, I'm pumped, Dan. I mean, look. This team is exciting. There's a lot to look forward to. Um, we appreciate you guys for listening. It's our first episode. You got 72 games left, right? That's how long the season is this season. Right. So right. make sure you tune back in with us to, uh, tomorrow and every weekday from now on. So make sure to, su- su- to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. Uh, and, of course, tune in Thursday night as the Wizards take on the Detroit Pistons at 7 p.m. So we'll catch you guys next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.